Welcome to today's program, The Beauty of Grace. And I'm Pastor Pete Norris of Harvest Fellowship Church, Goldsboro, North Carolina. We want to talk to you today in regards to grace. As we've been discussing this week, there's much uh, criticism to this message that, you know, Pastor, you're just giving people license to sin and you're telling them that they're not judged based on their uh, sins that they do in the flesh. And, and, and I want to clear that up because I want you to understand what I'm saying. I'm saying that you're a spirit being and that because you're a spirit being, you need to see yourself based on the Word of God. Now, that does not neglect or or, re, or deter you away from if you go out and you drink every day and you smoke and you sleep around and you do all those things, there's going to be earthly consequences for that. But the the bottom line of what I'm trying to say is we ought to be enough at a place in our lives that that ought not to even be an option, that we're sleeping around or, or smoking around or doing all these crazy things that that are not congruent to the Word of God. But, but I want you to understand how God did this and how this grace works, that grace, wherever sin abounds, grace is bigger, that when you thought that you were lost, grace had you. And that's the thing I want you to understand, but it's not license to go out and do whatever you want to do. What grace does is it gives you freedom. You know, I hear people say, they'll come to me sometimes and say, you know what, Pastor, God's really dealt with me. I'm going to be at church for a year. I'm going to come for the next year and I'm not going to miss a single service. I know right then they're living under the law and they're in trouble. A lot of people like that in a week or two, you won't see them in church at all. And before long, they're gone. But, but, but those people that say, you know what, by the grace of God, I'm just going to do what I can do and what the Lord speaks to me to do. It seems like those people that don't make those long-term commitments to the law, they seem to just always be consistent and kind of flow. Now, I want to go to Romans chapter 3, verse 28 through 30. There we conclude that a man is declared righteous or justified. The word justified means declared righteous by faith apart from the deeds of the law. Or is he the God of the Jews only? Is he not also the God of the Gentiles? Yes, of the Gentiles also, since there is one God who will justify the circumcised by faith and the uncircumcised through faith. So in the Old Covenant, they were circumcised by faith. You and I are uncircumcised through faith. So we see in Romans 4 and 4, to him who works, the wages aren't counted as grace, but as debt. See, I believe there's a, the word works here is, means debt. Wages received are not a manifestation of grace. They are earned. Works remove grace from salvation. Justification is by faith alone. And in Romans 6 and 11 and 6, you see this. And if by grace, then it is no longer of works. Otherwise, grace is no longer grace. But if it is works, it is no longer grace. Otherwise, work is no longer work. So we see here that when you put works involved in it, it's not grace. But when you, when you, now, now grace does not mean, and rest does not mean I sit around and do absolutely nothing. Grace and works is working and flowing. As the Holy Spirit speaks to you, gives you an unction, those are the things you do. But it's not teaching a class to get God on your side. It's not reading your Bible three hours a day so you'll, you'll, you'll know more than everybody else knows and so you'll be more faithful. You know, I've done all those things in my spiritual walk in the last 25 years and I've realized that those things are not what bring the fruit. What brings the fruit 
fruit is your intimate relationship with the Lord. And we see in Romans chapter 4, verse 3, For what does the Scripture say? Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness. Now to him who works, the wages are not counted as grace, but as debt. But to him who does not work, but believes on him who declares us righteous, the ungodly, his faith is accounted for righteousness. Just as David also describes the blessedness of a man to whom God imputes righteousness apart from works. God imputed or counted righteousness to the Old Testament saints, but he imparted righteousness to you when you were saved. Imparting righteousness was a legal verdict. Not imparting righteousness is a literal event. Now, I want you to understand that. Imparting righteousness was a legal verdict, but imparting righteousness is a literal event. Imputing righteousness was a legal verdict, but imparting righteousness is a literal event. Lot had righteousness credited to him, but you had righteousness created in you. Under the law, one must find the will of God. Under grace, the Holy Spirit is in the believers, whose only responsibility is to rest in him, and he'll reveal the will of God. So we see here that under the old covenant, it was imputed to righteousness, which was a legal verdict. But when he imparts righteousness, it's a literal event. In other words, we take on a heavenly realm. We take on a heavenly domain. So we're living and moving and having our being now in him, and we can't be separated from that legal place in God that has made us righteous. That's the wonderful and the beauty of grace.